a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. When we look at ourselves and the situation of the world, uh, God is certainly there, but he's hidden there. He's not seen there. He's not. He, he hasn't put himself there to be found. Where he puts himself to be found is on the cross. That's where we know that he loves us. So we can just as well undo God's love for us as we can go back in time and pry the nails out of Jesus' hands. We can just proclaim God's word, trust it will do what it says it will do, and no longer be, be judging the effectiveness of the, of the preached word by human standards of measurement, by, by the number of people that are there, but, but rather to just do what God told us to do, to preach the word and administer the sacraments. Ch- Charles Finney could have possibly had the ugliest face of any theologian. <laughs> Except for Brian Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to Table Talk Radio. Hey, pants. Oh, I just turned your microphone on. What did you say? I said, hey, meanie pants. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I had to turn your mic off because you were shuffling things around there during the theme. What were you doing? Like doing dishes or something? Or <laughs> No, no. Like I, I'm, trying to, zone. I'm trying to change our – I don't know why this was making noise. I'm trying to change our uh, church website to, over this content management system. And it's just – if anyone out there, by the way, is listening and they know anything about this Drupal – uh, you could probably save me about four weeks' worth of work by just explaining how this whole thing works. I would greatly appreciate it. So, pastor at hope-aurora.org. Yeah, uh, Table Talk Radio Points could be the wage yeah. of such <laughs> Good point. Such I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, another, I'm sorry to, to say, another Table Talk Radio in store for you. Uh, for those of you that, that need to waste another hour of your day. Uh, we we have it all planned out for you. There's a there's a huge need for that, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, the, there's all these people sitting out there thinking, how can I waste my day today? You know, we we have these these fifteen work uh, fifteen uh, listeners, you know, and really it's just fifteen people who hate their jobs who need to need something to do during their work day. Uh, I'll listen to Table Talk Radio, I guess. I don't want to do this work. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or or they can comment on our Facebook page. That's the other option. If. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the show, comment on the fan page. Uh, but speaking of the fan page, by the way, we have now... Oh, I forgot to check the Kirk Cameron thing. I, we're getting closer. We have 325 members. Are we Yeesh. Are we nearing the end of this uh, Facebook fad and where we can kind of move on <laughs> from it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Facebook will probably won't be around much longer. So I hope not. Whenever Facebook goes down... Uh, I think since our last show, though, we've had some images posted up on our uh, fan page. There's <laughs> yeah. the picture of uh, Matt Harrison with the Table Talk Radio bump, uh, uh, button. Uh, we got a we we got a top secret picture of the issues etc. Studio with a huge Table Talk Radio poster hanging on the wall in the background. That's great, and a picture of Joel Osteen uh, with his wife Victoria uh, at the podium holding a Table Talk Radio mug. Oh, really? So that's that's, that's nice. Table of him Talk to... Radio stuff is being spotted everywhere, <laughs> and uh, this is amazingly coinciding with uh, Pastor's new. Photo editing program. Right. That's right. right. What, a, what a coincidence. What a coincidence. I, it's amazing how that worked. <laughs> All right. Carrie, you know, was correcting me because she said, because uh, I put the Table Talk Radio poster on the Issues Etc. wall, and she says, isn't this breaking the Eighth Commandment? 
And uh, and I said, well, I'm trying to help their reputation. So no, it's <laughs> in fact the very opposite. I'm sure the guys over at Issues appreciate that. <laughs> they, oh, they don't even know. I mean, they don't know, and they never they never find out because nobody <laughs> nobody cares. Okay, oh, uh, we have some buzzwords. Uh, yes, buzzwords. Uh, ooh, remember when we used to do these listener participation games where our yes. listeners could actually. Play along with us. <laughs> we got two ways to participate today. Oh, this will be fantastic. That's right. Uh, and then, then we, and, and the contest for Table Talk Radio is great because, you know, normally when a radio show has a contest, you're like, oh, I'm never going to win. I, there's no way I can possibly win. <laughs> but when, when we have a contest, we sit around and say, I wonder if someone's going to enter this thing. I wonder if anyone's <laughs> going to call an answer. So but you got a great shot. You know, the, the, the shot for the lottery is uh, is like one in two, two million. But the shot in winning a Table Talk Radio contest is, it's what? It's like one in three. So. <laughs> yes, that, that's pretty good chances. And, and the, you know, the, the prize, what is the prize, do you know? Points, I'm sure, because I don't have anything else. Let me see if I, maybe we, <laughs> we could, we're going to play pa- What's in Your Pastor's Library a little bit later, and maybe if the book is bad we'll, enough. We'll combine it, yeah. <laughs> we'll give it away as the prize. <laughs> all right, uh, all kinds of things in store for you. We're going to play Name That Theologian audio style as well. Uh, so that's the lineup for Table Talk Radio. Uh, first, we do our buzzwords, is where we uh, say our uh, theological buzzword, and then the um, other host has to get into the conversation. Neither of us have been doing too well in this lately. <laughs> the uh, games are just an excuse. Yeah, the, that's right. All right, well, the uh, theological buzzword I have for you, I'm surprised we haven't used this yet, but the theological buzzword I have for you is contrition. And uh, yeah. contrition is uh, sorrow for sins, repentance of sins. And so I want to read for for us a, a little clip from uh, the book of Concord, uh, Article 7 of the, or excuse me, the, uh, Article 12, Exodus 10. Article 12 of the uh, uh, Augsburg Confession, it says, It is taught among us that those who sin after baptism receive forgiveness of sin whenever they come to repentance, and absolution should not be denied them by the church. Properly speaking, true repentance is nothing else than to have contrition and sorrow or, or terror on account of sin, and yet at the same time to believe the gospel and absolution, namely that sin has been forgiven and grace has been obtained through Christ. And this faith will comfort the heart and again set it at rest. A mimic of life and forsaking of sin would then follow. For these must be the fruits of repentance, as John says, bear fruit that befits repentance. Uh, Matthew 3.8. Rejected here are those who teach that persons who have once become godly cannot fall again. Commended, on the other hand, are the novations who denied absolution to such who have sinned after baptism. Rejected also are those who teach that forgiveness of sin is not obtained through faith, but through the satisfaction made by man. Yeah, that's nice. That's one of my favorites. You know, that's the first time, uh, Augsburg 12 is the first time the word comfort comes up. Uh, in the Lutheran Confessions, which is my favorite L- Lutheran word, comfort. Uh, so the comfort of consciences is there. So, and this is so. This is, I mean, to simplify it too, we have this marvelous thing. There's repentance has two parts. Uh, act one of repentance is contrition, and act two of repentance is faith. That's really fantastic. That didn't count, by the way. The contr- I okay, know, I go, know, go ahead. I know. Uh, my buzzword for you is another uh, 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 Latin one, <laughs> uh, but this is, you should be able to get. It is filioque, which means and the Son. This is the, where we say in the Nicene Creed uh, of the Holy Spirit that he proceeds from the Father and the Son. 
Uh, it was added to the Niceo-Constantinopolitan Creed in the, I think, in the seventh century, uh, and the Eastern Orthodox say it doesn't count because it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a, what is it, a, uni- a Catholic council? It was, it was this council over in Spain that added the filioque. Uh, we, we then, so this is one of the differences between the the Nicene Creed in the East and in the West. Uh, in the east, they don't have the filioque. Over here in the west, m- meaning uh, mostly all the churches that come from the Western tradition, including all the Protestant churches and the Lutheran church, uh, have the filioque. So that's for you. How are you going to work that one in? So is Eastern Orthodox uh, rejection of the filioque, is it because of uh, the council and the creed, or is it a theological stance or both? I think this, you know what I think, this is how the Eastern Orthodox think. It's it's always first a matter of authority and then a matter of doctrine. So uh, they so they first, they say, hey, you can't just change the creed without us being there. Uh, so we, you can't change it. And then now they gotta re, they got to rework their theology uh, so that the, the theology fits, so that they're, they're, they actually have a doctrine where the Holy Spirit proceeds only from the Father and not from the Son, which is really kind of crazy. Now we, though, uh, we Lutherans can take it even further. Not only does the Holy Spirit proceed from the Son, but after the ascension, when Jesus takes up the full use of his divinity, the genus myostaticum, you know, mm-hmm. where, the, where the divine nature, uh, uh, the human nature takes up all the attributes of the divine nature, we can even say then, and how about this for crazy? We say that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the human nature of Jesus. This is so that Jesus will say, out of it will flow uh, rivers of living water. He talks about the Spirit because the Spirit wasn't given because he had not yet been glorified. So that when Jesus is now exalted in his resurrection and in his ascension, the Holy Spirit even flows from his human nature. That right there, my friends is some uh, incarnational theology that you're not going to find anywhere outside the Lutheran Church. All right, and now we have a minute and a half for an email. What? Oh, man, I got all these comments on our Facebook page. Here's one. This is from Josh V. After listening to a few of your podcasts, I'm hooked. Games, laughter, and theology make for a therapeutic mix. That's what we're after, Uh, Josh. (laughs) Therapy. Now, uh, it's required now, by most that, that listen to our show. <laughs> now, now you have another listener. Hopefully you soon have to count the number of listeners on two hands. Uh, <laughs> my only dilemma is where I find time to listen to your podcast, along with issues, etc., uh, fighting for the faith, etc. I may have to fast forward through some of Roseboro's sermon reviews. That's good, pl- a good plot. Now, this, this little comment, though, follows with uh, all of our listeners on the fan page start talking about all these other great Lutheran radio shows like... Uh, uh, God Whisperers and um, Radical Grace and Two Words and uh, and this uh, Andrew Esquire Worldview Everlasting uh, another one all these other great uh, Lutheran radio shows there there's so much all of a sudden so much good Lutheran radio uh, that there's all this stuff out there but uh, thanks uh, Josh for the note and for listening we're glad to have you with us and we do want to hear from you uh, questions at Table Talk Radio or uh, we like to get your voicemail messages to 866-851-5523 that is toll free so we need to go to this break uh, and then after this we have a listener participation game for you to play yeah. you can be a yeah, contestant yeah. on Table Woo. Talk Radio alright don't go away Table Talk Radio right after this now the hook will bring you back
this is Todd Wilkin, host of Issues Etc. When I can't sleep, I listen to Table Talk Radio. It's time once again for the Pensacola Lutheran Blind Mission to hold its monthly meeting and dinner for the blind and sight impaired. This at 5 p.m. Saturday, April the 24th at the Emanuel Lutheran Church in Pensacola, Florida, located at 24 West Wright Street. The Lutheran Blind Mission is an organization that provides social interaction, life skills support, and Christian fellowship for the blind and sight impaired. The driver of any blind or sight impaired person is also welcome to enjoy the dinner as well. For dinner reservations, please call Paul Severly by Thursday the 22nd at 850-457-3039. That's 850-457-3039. Or send an email to anseverly at yahoo.com. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We have an LPG. What's an LPG, yeah. you ask? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I am too. What is it again? I forgot already. I don't know either. Oh, no, it, it's a listener participation game. We, de- yeah, we did these back yeah. in the day. Oh, man. Listener participation game. Remember when uh, we had we were doing this radio show and, and we literally had zero listeners? Except for, yes, except I, for your wife. I'm, Back in the day when we had more hosts than listeners. <laughs> it was like two weeks ago. Now we have one more listener than hosts. Uh, but uh, we did these listener participation games, and what we do is we, we bring you into the game. So we, we I think while we're playing Name That Theologian, Pastor is going to read a quote, and then now it's the listener's task then to identify this theologian. If you think you know the answer, you're going to call our, our toll-free number, 866 866- Eight five one five five two three, and I think we still have this email address set up, um, LPG at tabletalkradio.org. Really? I hope so. Yeah. I'll test it out while you're while you're giving us the quote. <laughs> but this is throwback. This is uh this is the good old days. This is uh... all right. Here here's the quote. Now this is kind of a tricky one. Pay attention because the person that I'm quoting is quoting someone else. <laughs> oh, but he tells you who it is. You ready? Ready. I wish to cite Luther once more. I bet it's Luther. He writes, oh, sh- uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I'm not citing Luther. The person I'm citing is citing Luther. Oh, okay. okay, here's the Luther cite. I'll start, start over here. I wish to cite Luther once more. He writes, In your tribulations you will become aware that the gospel is a rare guest in men's consciences, while the law is their daily and familiar companion. For man has by nature the knowledge of the law. End quote. Ooh. Unless a person loans, learns by this experience, he will not learn at all. If you are Christians, you will admit when you are far oftener troubled and worried than comforted. When you feel the comfort of the gospel in your heart, that's a glimpse of the light that may come to you on a certain day. But then uh, several days may pass when you will not qu- catch that glimpse again. Always keep this reflection present. For such poor sinners as I am the gospel, the sweet gospel has been provided. I have forgiveness of sins through Christ. Hmm. So if our listeners think they know who that is, they can call our toll-free number 866-851-5523, or I did test the email, it still works, lpg at tabletalkradio.org. I'm surprised it still works because hey, I've been getting a bunch of spam through it. Um, but lpg <laughs> at tabletalkradio.org. Uh, give us uh, your answer, your name, and where you're listening from. 
and uh, we'll we'll pick a, a winner at random, and we'll send something. I guess from the merchandise shop. Would that would that would that suffice? Oh yeah, yeah, for, yeah. That'll be great. So, you can pick uh, your piece of merchandise if it costs under the three bucks or whatever. <laughs> I you remember remember when we did our our listener roll call? How long ago was that? Like in January or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I just now got the uh, the thing sent out to the guy that won. <laughs> that one. <laughs> got Do you a remember free that one time I had to I had to send a book to the Philippines? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right if you're overseas you're you're uh, win this contest you will get a virtual prize yeah that's right man that was something <laughs> to the philippines 90 dollars to get to the philippines for a, a four dollar book yeah that's right all right well we also have another opportunity oh, for you uh to participate oh, yes. in this i'm particularly excited about this thing yeah so came up with. not only uh can you participate in our list of participation game but you can actually be a real live contestant on this program table talk radio and what we're going to do if you want to be a contestant on the show call our number 866-851-5523 leave your name and your phone number, and then when we record Table Talk Radio, we'll give you a call, and uh, you can be a live contestant on the on the air. Uh, if you want to, tell us what your favorite game is, what, what game you like to be a contestant of. So if it's law and or gospel, uh, name that theologian. When we're playing this game next, we're going we're gonna to tell you when we're recording and when we'll set it up, and then you can be a contestant on, the, on everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. I I think a Bible B. If you want to play, if you want to go up against me in Bible B, I'm undefeated by uh, by listeners. So if you think you can go up against the, the Iron Bible Beer, Evan right. will make sure that you can beat me. So again, that's eight six six eight five one five five two three. All right, now it's time for name that theologian audio style. All right. Now, Pastor, I think that there's going to be no way you're going to be able to identify this person's voice. So you're going to have to listen very carefully to his theology. All right. I'm worried for you, but I, I think... Because you want me to turn off the... i got to turn off the Facebook page here, <laughs> and i got to concentrate, is what you're telling me. I, I, can you go on without Facebook up? I mean, like, <laughs> you start to, like, twitch without Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Uh, well, here's your here's your first uh, audio clip. This is one minute. But if Christ's death and resurrection save us, then one of the immediate conclusions we have to draw is that we're not capable of saving ourselves. I mean, it follows right out. You see, if you begin with Christ's death and resurrection then the free will is an impossible myth. Hmm? See? An illusion. (laughs) Because if you begin with Christ's death and resurrection, then you have to assume that that, that it couldn't happen any other way. (laughs) And if it couldn't happen any other way, (laughs) we weren't capable of doing it ourselves. See? So simple as that. All right, simple as that. Fantastic. Oh man, this is fantastic. I do recognize this voice, by the way. <laughs> I happen to have done an interview with him on our table scraps. 
<laughs> this isn't you. And who, if anyone, you, uh, if you know this voice, you know it. I think well, and you have a great affection for it. But we'll, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll play along, right? The games are just an excuse. <laughs> Did I say that already? Games yeah. are just an excuse. The, uh, here, so here's the here's the argument. Uh, does our will have anything to do with salvation? And and the approach that this that the lecture is taken here is to say, let's not start by looking at our will. But let's start by looking at our salvation. How's that accomplished? And the answer is, it's accomplished by Jesus' death and resurrection. Now, remember what Jesus prayed in the garden? Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Three times he prays that prayer. And that just that locks it in to, into place, the fact that the death of Jesus, his suffering, his agony on the cross, was necessary for our salvation. Absolutely necessary. It, apart from his death on the cross, apart from his suffering, there is no salvation for mankind. Th this is the only way to go about saving us. So if it's true that that is the only way for us to be saved, then uh, then the, the point is that our will has nothing to do with it. Uh, if, 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 if it takes the death and resurrection of Jesus, how much did your will have to do with his death and resurrection? Well, nothing at all. So that Jesus is is the one that's who accomplishes our salvation apart from us, which means that our will now plays no role in it. Right. That's just fantastic. And 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 this lecturer is, by the way, uh, taking this. I mean, this is precisely how our friend Luther will argue. He he starts with whenever he's arguing uh, someone's theology. He, whenever he's arguing against someone, he starts with the gospel. Now, here, there's a, something kind of nice to notice here is that when luther is preaching he starts not with the gospel but with the law when he's speaking to someone on friendly terms or, or trying to bring the comfort of the gospel he starts with the law and then goes to the gospel but when he's arguing theology he starts at the at the gospel at the doctrine of justification at the redemptive suffering of jesus at the at the substitutionary atonement what were you going to call that the penal mm -hmm. substitutionary didn't we have some other mm -hmm. adjectives for that? No, just what, penal substitutionary atonement. The, the, the penal substitutionary atonement, the PSA. <laughs> uh, he he starts there, and then and then says, now, does your doctrine here or over here or over there does it conflict with this first chief article? And if it does, it's wrong. Throw it out. Pow, done. So yeah, uh, we we just had um, Dr. Hine here uh, this last weekend uh, for the vocation symposium at OU. Oh yeah, yeah and sure. uh, we were. <laughs> We were having dinner, and I told him about this uh, little game we played, uh, Witch Ladder, with Bill Hybels' Easter sermon, uh, where, where Bill Hybels had, uh, the, you know, the different people, Mother Teresa, Bill Hybels, this guy in the airplane on this ladder, and then uh, it's time to, to declare the great promises of Christianity. And what does he say, Pastor Wolf Mueller? What? Uh, the, what that, that Jesus comes down to meet us where we are, you know? Oh, that's right. And, and right. Dr. Hine made this, this. I forgot about that already. This, <laughs> Man, was that just last week that we were talking about that? <laughs> that was just a week ago. Yeah. Uh, but Dr. Hine made this, uh, articulated in a way I haven't thought of before. He said, uh, when you make God the control and man the variable, then it's all rested upon the man. Yeah, nice. So so now <laughs> sal salvation is <laughs> really no, like no longer about, about God, but it, now it's all about man. Yep. So. That's right. Okay, bad. well. That's right and it's bad. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's bad. So it's right and it's wrong. 
<laughs> right. Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, oh man. <laughs> okay, I get another audio quote from this uh, fellow, huh? That's right, and we'll do it after this break. If you want to be a, a contestant break? on this show, uh, Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. Oh, we need more time. Give us a call eight six six eight five one five five two three, or you can send us an email questions at tabletalkradio.org. We do have some articles on our website, uh, which Pastor Wolfman and myself have written. Uh, go to tabletalkradio.org, click on articles, and you can even comment on those. No one's commenting on our articles. Maybe nobody reads them. Uh, but you make a little account for yourself on our website, and you can comment about articles or shows that you uh, listen to. Or I guess there's some stupid Facebook thing you can do, too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll post the articles on Facebook to save you guys the trouble. Oh, yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> You really are listening to Table Talk Radio. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. How do you suppose that song would do on the praise song cruncher? Uh, let me get it. Let me pull it out here. Tabletalkradio.praise song cruncher. Uh, not well. Not well. Doesn't okay. do so good on dividing law and gospel. Huh? <laughs> not, no, not, not really. All right. You are listening to Table Talk Radio. We are playing Name That Theologian. Uh, Pastor, I think, already has pegged who this is, but he's going to play along. Uh, and uh, we have two more. Are you ready for your second one? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, well, here it is. Luther makes two arguments. The first one is um, based on John 8. Anyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. The, the argument from necessity works like this. Our appetites bind us to that which we desire. The more we obtain of what we desire, the deeper the attachment becomes. Until finally, like a person with an overdeveloped embouchure around plate glass, we just stick. (laughs) Can't move. The classical example of this, of course, is alcoholism. What ought to be a choice for me has become a bondage. I believe I am powerless over alcohol and my life has become unmanageable because of it. I mean, you see, there's this. Now, if you take alcohol, you can take a thousand others. A hobby, a relationship. I mean, again and again and again, we find ourselves in these relationships where we ought to be in control, but our appetites take hold. And when our appetites take hold, they work an inner necessity that becomes an external bondage. (laughs) You know, we're caught. We're caught. We're caught. So that to go to a person soul-bound by his appetite and say, cut that out, (laughs) it's utterly stupid. 
It's like telling a handicapped person to get up and walk. I mean, Jesus can do it. But you're likely to have, you know, on the basis of your own words, somebody's likely to find themselves on their back. I mean, that just doesn't work. You. All right, that's it. This is just, oh man, this is this lecture is. I I think it's an, a little over an hour, and I listened to it two or three times. I'm just fantastic. Uh, and so he's talking about the slavery that uh, uh, that overcomes us from John 8, when Jesus says, anyone that commits a sin is a slave to sin. So that what does this slavery of sin look like? And this lecture being given to a bunch of pastors is, is training them to consider exactly how these things go. Uh, 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 this particular person had said when I was interviewing him, one of the most profound things that I have ever heard, aside from all the things that you say, Evan, of course. Of course. He said, yeah, of course. He said, uh, when we worship our bodies, we worship something that dies, and so we become slaves to death because we become slaves of whatever we worship. I mean, just marvelous uh, insight on this sort of thing. Uh, and, and then to say, so to come to someone who's enslaved and to say, stop, uh, is, <laughs> is, is just useless. It's not the way it works. The, uh, the voice of the law finally has to give away to the voice of the gospel. This is where the gospel has, a, has the powerful voice, the voice of authority, really, is to say it better, uh, to, set, to set people free. But this is just, I mean, simply fantastic uh, uh, teaching there. What else? Did you hear something else there? Well, I was just going to say, picturing I had the, this thought of, of going to someone in a wheelchair and saying, hey, get up. You know, and just, just the dumb look they would have on your face, you know, like, right. duh, I'm in a wheelchair. But the, the, the great thing is, is, is that's what Jesus did. <laughs> I mean, how many times did he, did he heal those, get up your pallet and walk? And, uh, and, 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 mm-hmm. that, and that's the wonderful mm-hmm. point that, that this mysterious theologian is making is that this this is the business that jesus is in is doing things that we cannot do namely saving us from our sin releasing us from this bondage of sin so that no matter how hard we try we even if we if we're deceiving ourselves thinking that we can do it we are still in this bondage we're going to keep feeding into this this appetite as he calls it and and we're still stuck in this bondage but Jesus comes and by his death and resurrection releases us from this from this bondage of sin. Yeah, beautiful. Just beautiful. I mean it, I mean it doesn't get any better. This is this is just fantastic stuff. Will you have some more of it though? One more. Or it and, more. and this one is about 3 minutes. So if you need if you need to pause I'm, I'm that's fine. But we'll, we'll play okay. it. here we go. The second argument is from the nature of God. <laughs> This is always fun, you know. Free will theologians always have it exactly reversed. They're active and God is passive. Free will theologians always love the language of sacrifice and the language of the Eucharistic prayer and covenants and all the rest of that malarkey. They always want, huh? they always want to be the active ones who transcending themselves are reaching out to God in all their magnificence, who's just waiting. (laughs) Nice going. Man, you're impressive, he says. (laughs) Just garbage. Here comes his magnificence traipsing toward me, uh, having transcended himself this morning at least twice. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, absolutely ridiculous. Huh? I mean, you know, <laughs> I always used to teach my students, you have to be, you, you always know when someone's coming toward you intent on committing a good work. <laughs> I mean, there's a <laughs> kind of gleam in the eye and a kind of... <laughs> You're being, you're being moved in on an occasion for cosmic points. Huh? Good night. I mean, who is God? Not you. Right? Thank goodness. If I was God, you'd all be in trouble. <laughs> right? Of course not. God is God. The one who creates out of nothing and raises the dead the one who forgives sinners, brings life where there is not. He's not waiting for you to say yes, no, or maybe. He knows his chances. <laughs> he knows where your will is going to go. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't go to sinners and say, make a choice for crying out loud. You know what that choice is going to be. Of course. I mean, we'll choose whatever happens to move by that looks easy. You know, a heaving bosom, hmm? a nice backside, hmm? or even something more spiritual. Hmm? And the more spiritual, the better, of course, because the old, the, the, old, the old Adam and Satan just love a pious appearance under which to operate. <laughs> So the old Adam gets religion and is simply, simply goes in drag, hmm? covering himself with all of the appearances of righteousness while inwardly just hammering away. All right. This is just great stuff. Boy. So this, uh, this particular uh, theologian is talking about uh, Luther's bondage of the will. And so he sets right. up the, the two arguments of, of Luther's first, that uh, that that. that Man is in bondage to sin, obviously, that, that, that man's works are obviously making him fall deeper and deeper into this sin. And number two, the argument from, from God that, that, uh, that, that God doesn't wait on your decision or on your will, but God does what he wills. Yeah, God is, act God is the active party in this whole deal, which is just so fantastic because this matters. It matters who is doing, uh, who is doing the work and who is not. It matters that Jesus is the one who is, uh, who is calling us to be uh, his, his own dear friends. It matters that God is the one who is sending his son to die for us and, coming out of the, and comes out of the grave for us. It matters that it's not up to us. Uh, uh, to win salvation, but that but that the Lord takes it upon Himself to do it for us in our place, uh, so that He can have us as His own dear children. Because now, if He's doing it, who who's going to stop Him? Who who's going to get in His way? Who's going to interrupt Him? Who's going to uh, who's going to try to uh, to overcome Him? Well, it doesn't matter because He can do it. He does the work and He does it perfectly. Uh, like, like we say of Jesus in the Gospel, He does all things well. True. That's true. He does do all things well, and he does all these things well for us. Right. Okay, well, we have about a minute left. Do you want to try and take a stab of who this might be? Yes, yes. This <laughs> sounds an awful lot like our friend Jim Nestigan. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's James Nessigan. So you you lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love especially how the guy laughs at himself. That's fantastic. That's a great. That's trait. what we do, though. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, hey, that's right. That's right. Uh, he used to be. He's an ex-professor at uh, where ex-professor? was somewhere in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, now he he's retired, isn't he? He's a professor yeah, well, it's of not historical like theology or something like that. You know, I, I think they call him <laughs> Professor Emeritus. Is is? Oh yeah, sorry, more. Professor Emeritus. <laughs> at uh, some uh, some ELCA school, uh, he's done with that now, and now he goes around uh, what talking to Missouri Synod students. Yeah, do you have that video where we, people can get that? Can you put a link on our website? Yeah, I'll put a link under our articles tab so people can can watch this whole thing. Yeah, he was he was there teaching a, a class uh, as a guest professor, and uh, he spoke to all the seminary students as a fireside chat one evening. So that's what that is. Uh, and we're going to play What's in Your Pastor's Library on Table Soccer Radio right after this. <laughs> Sing us a song, you're the piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. Your very own theological court gestures. This is Table Talk Radio. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We're going to play What's in Your Pastor's Library. Get it? (laughs) All right. Anyway. I got it. I've never heard that version. Uh, one more, I have one more that comment. That song on. brings back a little nostalgia <laughs> when I was when the letter of the day was O and <laughs> you know today's show is brought to you by the letter T. We we yeah, should we should get some alphabet sponsors or yeah we could be like uh, this you this, could do a live you could do a live read for like the letter R or I was thinking like uh, Delta or Omega or something like that. Oh Greek fancy. <sighs> All right, uh, I do have one more comment on on, on the heels of that uh, Dr. Nessigan talk there. I, I liked what he said at the end of that last one where he talks about the old Adam dressing in drag <laughs> with, with spiritual clothes. And, and you have this, don't you? So so you have people who, who come into uh, a church, and now that they, they think that they're in the spiritual realm and, and, and that they're better or they're, they're doing better because they're now doing christian things and so now i cr- listen to christian music i never watch any dirty movies and I, I don't drink beer and i don't smoke and all these things are evidence that i am leading a holy and just life and by doing these things and this is and this is the the faults of pietism by by doing these holy things now i am i am uh, better in the eyes of god yes Right. No, they're, they're, so there's spiritual danger on one side is despair. I can't do it. And the other side is pride. I can do it. And pride is, is in fact, more dangerous spiritually than despair. Uh, it's because pride cuts us off from the gospel. If you have contrition without, uh, when you have contrition, now you're ready for faith. You're ready for the gospel to come in. But if you have pride, it, un, it cuts off even the path of contrition, of sorrow over our sin. And so this is um, uh, this is very very dangerous. And Doctor Nessigan, as an as an old pastor, knows it. He he's seen it. So mm-hmm. that's right. 
Okay. Uh, this game, what's in your pastor's library? Uh-huh. We have you to... missed the buzzword, too. <laughs> you didn't Contrition. say it, did you? Oh. Contrition. I said it about five times. Uh, I should give you points for getting Dr. Ness again, too. So <laughs> give you 500 and another 200, 700 points. Good job. Sweet. All right. Uh, what's in your pastor's library? Now, for this, we have to, to tell people, for maybe some that don't know, that Pastor and I are not in the same geographic location. We have different studios. I and... Right. God be praised. <laughs> and uh, this is why uh, from time to time you'll hear little little cutouts with pastors because our, our device here is, is, is buffering a little bit. Um, that doesn't happen too often, though. But, uh, but no, so no, we, no, no. we are in uh, different geographic locations, and so he's in his uh, office studio there at Hope Lutheran Church. And how this game works is, is I direct pastor with his with, uh, blindfolded. <laughs> And um, I get to tell him where to go. Yeah, and my office isn't particularly clean. I can't. What I can't believe is this game was actually requested. This is normally the game we play when we have time to fill, and we're like, what are we going to do without any prep and stuff? But someone on our Facebook page requested that we play this game. I can't believe it. It said, what are your favorite games? And someone said, uh, 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 they said, uh, what's in your pastor's library? I'm looking for who said it. We here. haven't played this for, like, uh, months. Yeah. Ages, yeah. yeah, I know. So, uh, so anyway, so he pulls a, a book off of the shelf by my direction, and uh, we we see what it is. We're gonna see what Pastor's reading about. Um, I try to guide him to the the heretic shelf, uh, to so so it appears that he's reading Joel Osteen and Rick Warren's best. You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't. I have him so far now that I don't think the headphones will reach. So. <laughs> yeah, that that area is is un, unavailable. All right, well, get up. Oh, yeah. All right. Give us the general layout of of your office here. Okay, the computer is kind of in the middle of the bookshelves. So I'm facing now, I'm facing the bookshelves. They go all the way to the ceiling and all the way to the floor and about five feet to the right and about uh, seven feet to the left. So you have a huge wall full of books to choose from. Okay, so I want you to go to this wall and I want you to reach to the highest level and then take three steps to the left and pick out a book. All right, one... Two, three. That takes me oh, to about the end. Whoops. All right. There's a knickknack in front of this book here. We might need your secretary to come in to supervise this. Uh, here. All right. Oh, I got two books. Uh oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, Tell us what great. you got. Well, I got on one hand here. I got introduction to Meso- metaphysics, the fundamental questions. What? You want me to read you excerpts from that? I guess. Yeah. No. Uh, well, here's a, apparently I read chapter 15 on thinking things and the soul by Rene Descartes. Uh, this is boring, but I got something <laughs> uh, with the other hand here. Uh, this is the hero with a thousand faces by Joseph Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> What a classic! You don't know this though, I do you? I don't know it. No, you, you never took uh, uh, mythology and uh, history of religions and all this at your uh, at your secular university. I don't think. That's right. So tell us a little um, bit about it. Well, this hey, look on the side. It's it's uh, it's signed by the by the man who taught me uh, mythology in college. This is this is this uh, the hero with a thousand faces. The idea with this is that. Uh, that there's something uh, kind of fundamental in 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 mankind that it crafts 
heroes and myths, and these become religions. Mm. Uh, and so this is the what's the there's a German word for that religion, Geschlichter or something like this. The history of religions, and the school there's a school of thought that says that basically all religions are the same with just slightly different ceremonies. Of course, this flatly contradicts uh, the law and the gospel and Christianity uh, and everything like this. Uh, but this is uh, um, this is the idea that's very popular in religious studies, um, or at least it was back in the 60s and 70s. And and now, of course, if it's popular in the 60s and 70s, now you hear it on uh, on uh, public uh, television. <laughs> right. Well, you do too, don't you? I mean, uh, that, that all religions are basically the same. So and so so uh, you have someone who questions whether uh, a good Muslim can go to heaven uh, because. You know they're following their God, but a Christian will follow his God. So therefore, they're all the same. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we had to write for this class that I had this book for. We had to write uh, our own hero story. Uh, take a myth and look at all the different elements that made it a hero myth and all this stuff. So I of course talked about Jesus and the and the stations of the cross and talked about Jesus is the anti-hero according to all of this stuff. Uh, Jesus is the one who. Um, who who suffers under God's wrath in our place as our substitute, uh, and this is just totally different than anything else. So, all right, is there anything you want to you have highlight you want to read, or do you want to go for another book? No, I don't find I don't I I have oddly enough highlighted things in the index, but nothing in the text. <laughs> that's, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. Let's find another one. All right, uh, go go to that wall of books again. Uh, this time I'm going to have you take one step to the right and find All a right. book about uh, knee-high. Knee-high. Okay. Oh, what could this be? I'm going to grab a handful here. The, grabbing a handful is better because then I don't end up with a... A dud? Dud. Oh, now look at this is interesting. Uh, what are these three books doing next to each other? I've got no idea. <laughs> Okay, I have on one hand Francis Schaeffer, uh, his Complete Works, Volume 5. You know this guy, Francis Schaeffer? Mm. He wrote some nice stuff. Uh, he was a Calvinist, though, but he's uh, he, he was uh, huge on apologetics. His son, Frankie Schaeffer, became Eastern Orthodox, went all wacky. Um, that's a, so. And then on the other hand, uh, I have uh, True, uh, the, the Triune Identity by Jensen. This is put out by Fortress Press. Uh, so this is this book. Uh, uh, I think this is a prelude to the Christian dogmatics, if I remember right, that they study at the ELCA seminaries. Um, but then in the middle of these two books is Dying to Live, The Power of Forgiveness by our friend and uh, Professor Dr. Uh, Hal Sinkbile. And this is a, con- a, con- a condension of his uh, thesis where he took a, a look at uh, Charles Stanley and talked about sanctification in the evangelical world versus sanctification in the Lutheran world. Mm, so summarize those for us. What would be the view of sanctification in the evangelical world and in the Lutheran world? Well, I, look, at I, I've got all these notes in this book, but I think I read this even before I went to seminary. But it would come back to what Dr. Nestigan said. Who's doing the work? Who's making us holy? Is is holiness our own work, or is it the work that the Lord does in us? Um, here, the antidote to death. Here, uh, here's, a, here's a paragraph. In about Dr. a minute Sheepo. here. People keep thinking that Christianity is a highly complex system for moral reform, a kind of self-improvement program launched by Jesus. Uh, 
Certainly there are moral implications in the Christian gospel, but it's definitely not a self-improvement program. In fact, it's not even a way of life as you and I would normally think of it. Christianity is instead life itself, the life Jesus Christ gives us to live. This is the testimony, St. John says, God has given us eternal life, and in, and this life is in his Son, 1 John 5.11. This is a marvelous little book. All right. Well, uh, do I get points for this game? <laughs> sure. 699 <laughs> oh, points. Oh, what do you know? One less than you have. What? Boy, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, you have wasted another hour uh, listening to this. <laughs> this and and uh, good for you for requesting that game, What's in Your Pastor's Library. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like contrition without faith. It does you no good. You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.